Go out and heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out demons, and preach the kingdom. But do it for only one reason. Your motive should be an overwhelming love and compassion for those in need. There is no other legitimate motive for healing. Hello and welcome to episode 433 of Under the Cull of MS. This is a normal Tuesday comics and health MS episode. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. And uh, we got a nice little stack of comics here to go through. And that was a quote from Praying Medic, Divine Healing Made Simple. Simplifying the supernatural to make healing and miracles a part of your everyday life. Alright, I did that because of Raising the Dead. Because we got a 50 cent comic from Dynamite. We got Army of Darkness vs. Reanimator. Issue number one. This was enjoyable seeing the... This is the first run of Army of Darkness versus Reanimator, not the one that we're currently subscribed to and reading. And it starts out at S-Smart, and just so happens that Ashley Williams is going to get arrested for killing a bunch of people at S-Smart because the cops never got to see the Deadites, so Ashley's in trouble for that. And while this is going on, he also gets sent to a criminally insane place to meet up with this reanimator doctor. This doctor is, like, obsessed with reanimating the dead, so you're going to find out a bunch of stuff from him through there. And it's like, I like this one. I like this one better than the one I'm reading right now. The newest Army of Darkness vs. Reanimator run. So I'm happy to see where this goes and yeah phone call coming in i don't know if it's anybody important no it's for someone else but uh yeah it's this run i like the artwork better and it just seemed more fun to me than the one i'm reading right now but i did enjoy the one that's going on right now and i'm not a big fan of the reanimator reanimator character so i didn't think i'd like either one of them but i actually like both of them better than what i've seen with the movies itself movie or movies i can't i think there's a couple reanimator movies i don't know my wife likes it but i was never big on the reanimator character because the guy kind of got guy kind of is evil and just well not kind of evil he is very evil and just obsesses on that so i don't like people that are evil (laughs) i like ash ash is the fun one of the group but uh from awa upshot we have volume two of eter three pulse pounding tales of galaxy spanning adventure First one's called Herd, which we get to see the medical staff dealing with giant bugs and how they how they look at humans and the bugs themselves and all 
that how it interacts and it's a lot of fun it's just this eter i hope they keep bringing out issues every few months or so because these stories are fun i love how they play with the medical aspect of it and it's just you're getting an alien basically er team that deals with humans and aliens in all kinds of different atmospheres and environments we also get precious cargo which ends up being a an interesting well actually that would be the third story the precious cargo one where we get to see what happens when the emt crew bust their ass to get an item to the doctors that they need and you get to find out how they deal with it with the alien bodies and what's how it works and all that and you get to see how they uh manipulated their environment to get their job done at a faster pace and see what happens and then the last one was final cut where this character is like going to go through some type of surgery for a wound and possible overdosing and all that and he's highly hyped up on pills and you get to see a snobby little entertainer that treats their staff like crap and you get to see what happens along the way while they're trying to be taken care of in a hospital for some possible severe issues but they don't like listening or doing what they're told but it was a, another fun story i liked all three of those stories still doing great hope we get more of those e-t-e-r a-w-a upshot number two this is number one of two. We got Lady Death, Sacrificial Annihilation. We're meeting a lot of characters in this one that I've never met before while we're dealing with this massive darkness of demons and beings that are taking over our planet and other planets. And you're seeing... Characters come from all over to kind of help out along the way and see what they can do about these entities that are, I mean, we got a group of characters. Well, actually, they do have a story so far because these little two shots have been running back to back from Coffin Comics into each other's storylines, so it's nice that it's kind of like ongoing, but yet you can get small, short stories if you don't want to do them all. And it's like this one's considered Sacrificial Annihilation number one of two, but it's also chapter 14, part one. So, but Lady Death, created by Brian Polito. Heroes have fallen. Cities are under siege. And swarms of progeny fill the sky blotting out the sun it seems no one can stand against the awesome power of insurrectus 
bred to destroy worlds, the ruthless tyrant now sets his sights beyond Earth, commanding vicious hordes to invade every corner of the Infinity-verse. Humanity's only hope lies in Hell's most fearsome warrior witch, Lady Death. There can be only two outcomes for our deadly diva, victory or total deathocalypse. I mean, this, it's like, so basically this uh, Insurrectus is done with us because our planet's covered in this swarm of beings that are just destroying everything. And it's kind of got, like, spell casting going on that's kind of being laid out between Madame Midnight, the voodoo priestess, Muaji, the man-demon, Conjurer, the supreme sorcerer, Michael, the archangel, and Wargoth of the Everkind. And they're doing some type of spell that's causing these entities to be in our realm. And, I mean, you're getting the nameless wolves. Basajo, Lady Death's trusted steed. Rada Barrelguard, the Voodoo Queen, former leader of the Sworn, Hoxon, Hellborn, Near Do Well, Lady Death, and all her entities, and there's just so many other characters that I know nothing about that I've never seen before. They're part of this, but it's a nice, thick read. It's a great heavy story, lots of action, lots of things going on. Well worth checking out. It's like I said, they keep doing these little two shots, but they're all linking together story-wise. But I'm I've decided just be pick and choose the ones that catch my ears the the most and make me want to read the most out of so next up we got the monkey prison. Prince number four and five. The story's staying strong. We're dealing with, still dealing with the golden penguin character. And now, Monkey, the Monkey King and Shifu, well, basically the Monkey King, Shifu still stands back and just tells the Monkey King what to do, but. They are working more with Batman and Robin now and helping them out with things and getting along better. But Batman still wants to take Monkey King and Shifu in and question them. And Monkey King's not falling for that. And then Monkey King gets sent to a water realm to a different place, gets moved school-wise because of his parents being evildoers and things happen. They lose their job. They have to go find a new evildoer to work for and the Monkey King's got to travel with them. Just (laughs) It's a fun, interesting story. I think we're going to see Aquaman popping up here pretty soon. Uh, But yeah, check out the Monkey King. It's it's a great DC run. Uh, 
I love the whole Monkey King, all the Monkey Prince. Sorry, I got <laughs> the Monkey King stuck in my head. Cause it's, and it's one of the few books I actually did read and actually get into back in the day. And I have multiple forms of it because you can get the easier to read single book form or you can get the multi-book story which i have both but they're great stories uh i just always love that that heritage style reading of those asian demons of lore but lots of fun and putting it into the world of batman that's even better because that'll make Batman and Robin actually enjoyable to read, which usually isn't. <laughs> Unless they have some weird crossover like they did with the fairy tales with the wolf. But next up, we got a comic from way back. A 20-cent comic, also a DC comic. This is from the line of DC Superstars. This is Strange Sports Stories. <clears throat> Reason I bought this one is you look at the cover and it says, What was the sinister secret of the goalie who wore a hockey mask of death? Which is a great story of a hockey player that's kind of a dick. <laughs> and him and his father did some things in the past and they come back to haunt them well, at least they come back to haunt the son so uh, so it was a fun interesting story of uh some lumberjacks in a hockey tournament and what happens overall? Who wins in the end? And what are they playing for? And a goalie's got the hockey mask of death on, the skull mask. It's it's interesting. Then the next one is how can a sheriff ski across space to get his man? This is an interesting story of a sheriff on snow skis. It ends up kind of like traveling through time, traveling through dimensions. I mean, it's not, I wouldn't really consider it time travel. I would consider that more interdimensional travel. But it was a fun, interesting story looking at that. Watching this guy skiing through golden sands of glass. Skiing in snow, skiing on a variety of different things, and why he's doing it. It's just, it was very interesting. Then we got another 50 cent comic that we picked up. We, I just, this is another one of the deals they have once in a while. They had little 57, 50 cent introductions to comics of the past. And this one is Vampirella Dracula Unholy, issue one from Dynamite, a love story. 
And we've read this before. It's the whole story about Vampirella working with Dracula, trying to get him to understand that this character is Dracula and she's just helping him become what he has to become while she is her lover, his lover at the same time. It's an interesting story. Check it out if you want. But the main reason I bought this, since I have it already, but I don't have this version or this cover, and this cover is just beautiful. It's got a hearst driving through a cemetery, breaking up a bunch of tombstones and stuff. They got just buried on the back of the hearse because just married Vampirella's sticking her body out the window with a glass of blood and she's flipping everybody off. License plate says Impale Er from Illinois. You have a Charles Andrew Prince or I Price, Charles Andrew Price, which is Vincent Price tombstone flying behind it. There's a Alice Price tombstone up ahead, so I'm guessing that's Vincent's wife. There's just so much stuff in this cover. It's just beautiful. I would love to have this as a poster. But, yeah, being able to get it for a 50-cent comic, can't go wrong. It's like 50 cents. You can't even buy a candy bar for 50 cents nowadays. It's like... Get two free comics for the price of one candy bar. They're not two free comics, but two 50-cent comics. All right, last one up, we got Vampires, number one. Vintage pre-code horror from the Horrors of It All Asylum Press. Blood-sucking tales of terror. These were fun. The old-school stories where people make decisions that they end up regretting. Uh, we got One Door from Disaster, which a person sees a vampire attacking it. Another person from a window and some stuff happens. Not going to get into these storylines. They're just fun. You got the bigger ones that are a few pages long. You got a couple that are just one page long. Just all relating into vampires. I mean, it's like Welcome to my Vampire's number one one-shot special. I'm your host, Mr. Carswell. Here you will find a splendidly sinister selection of blood-drenched 50s horror tales that will delight, disgust, I think it's supposed to say disgust, and even drain you of your very own precious life juices. So dim the lights and kick back in your caskets for a truly eerie excursion into the lurid lairs of some of my baddiest best friends. They're just undying to drink you. But yeah, it's your uh, Elvira, Tales from the Crypt, Creepshow style stories. With a bunch of old, old fun stories, some of which I've read their basics before. And these are all from the 1950s. So that's a nice kickback, but they have been replayed 
threw out the compilation stories because a couple of these I remember reading versions of in the past. There's also Vampire's Bite. There's a Hand of Fate mystery. The Cave of the Vampire Bot. There's Vampire Castle. There's a Hand of Fate mystery. Another one called Lost Descendant of Blanchard Castle. And a Gravedigger's Terror. It's just lots of fun. Bringing back the memories of old. All the old mistakes people did. Of course, it's it with it being in the 50s. You got to have some Hitler story in there and stuff like that. and Some freak show stories. But lots of fun. I like them. I will definitely keep getting any type of compilation horror books. They're very enjoyable to me. Uh, let's see here. We got a bunch of things laying around, notes and stuff. See if we find anything that I didn't talk about last week that I could have brought up. See, I did the. There's a the first cat in space.com. I got that written down for some reason. I got to check that out and see what that's about. Uh, I, I did check out the, they had an Xbox showcase, which they showed like Hot Wheels Forza Horizon 5. The Hot Wheels expansion looks awesome. As usual, the Hot Wheels ones are usually a lot of fun. Redfall has a co-op versus vampires. Speaking of vampires. uh, I don't see much else there. Let's see. Netflix, we checked out Dead End. Paranormal Park. Type animated show. It's like animated fun horror. There's a dog that has a distinct butthole on its body that would make Kevin Smith happy. <laughs> you don't see that often. So like right off the first episode, the dog starts walking away and you see his butthole just prevalent right there on the screen. Uh, there's a couple fun characters that are competing for a unique job to be a demon vessel I don't, they don't th- they don't know that the job is to be a demon vessel, but they're trying to get a job. But the job is to be a demon's vessel, and the one person's dog just happens to jump in the way and becomes the vessel when they're doing the transformation. Uh, yeah, that's that's a fun little cartoon. It looks like it's family friendly. Friendly. I didn't hear no swearing for once. I didn't have to hear the F word every two seconds on an animated show, which is nice. I can actually watch it when other people are around without having to worry about who's listening. And yeah. Uh, person we can't stand, Nancy Pelosi. Uh, Paul Pelosi, is that her husband? He got a DUI. So. It's okay for her to focus on taking away guns from people that are civilized and register their guns. 
instead of going after the people that are just shooting people willy-nilly with weaponry that they buy out of trunks of cars and stuff. But yet, it's okay for her husband to get drunk off his ass and drive around in a 5,000-pound bullet. And it's basically what a vehicle is, isn't it? And you're driving around in a heavy machinery that can kill a bunch of people because you're drunk off your ass. That's okay. But we can't sit there and go out and buy hunting weaponry and guns to protect ourselves as long as we register our stuff. And instead, you have people with unregistered stuff killing people and causing problems, and you're not doing shit about that. That just drives me nuts when I see stuff like that. Uh, let's see. I wanted to. I did mention on All Red Unpacking that there's a thing upcoming. Well, it's going on right now, but Kickstarter has an All Red Lunchbox that you can look up. I can't think of the name, right? It's like Madden. Mad Mod Lunchbox or something like Madman Mad Mod Lunchbox. I don't know. Just look up All Red Lunchbox and you'll find it. It's their first editions of stuff tend to sell out quickly and become hard to find for some things. Also checked out on Netflix, Norm McDonald's Nothing Special. Beautiful. Beautiful homage to... Norm, uh, he did a final video when he knew he was passing and did a little stand-up from home on Zoom or whatever. And it's hard. It's touching. It's rough if you're a big fan of Norm, just watching those final days. It's, yeah, it's hard without having the audience around to get his humor off if you don't understand his style of humor, but if you do, you'll love it. And they have a great little ending part with Adam Sandler, Spade, uh, Letterman, David Letterman. Uh, well, there's a variety of people, Chappelle and stuff. I think, was it a- not Amy Schumer? Uh, uh, there's there's a variety of people on there, but they sit and just reminisce about the old days with Norm. And it's, it's great. It's touching. brings back memories of a lot of stuff that happened with him back in the day. Stuff that I remember seeing and just bringing back those type of memories from back then. Uh, we picked up Paramount Plus because of the Beavis and Butthead movie was coming out soon. So we figured, what the heck, let's check out Paramount Plus. And they had Celebrity Deathmatch, two, season, two seasons on there, having lots of fun. Rewatching those, I've seen them all multiples of times, but I always like the Celebrity Deathmatches. Uh, Netflix... Checked out Iron Chef Quest for for an Iron Legend. They got like the new Iron Chefs now are like Curtis Stone, Marcus Samuelson, Ming Tsai, 
and there's some good ones on there they're all fun to watch mark dukaskis of course is still running things because it's his uncle's show andrew zimmerman's still there alton brown i don't not big on them having a sidekick with alton brown and alton's the god of well not the god the he is the encyclopedia of cooking. He knows everything. So, And they have Danny Trejo in an episode. Lonnie Loves the Tester in an episode. Wolfgang Puck. Yeah. Then last night, Stanley Cup. Colorado Avalanche won it. Won it all. They won the Stanley Cup 4-2 for the series. The game was 3-2, I believe. Oh, just, yeah, they lost game three, but made up for it with game six. And I just, very happy. So, I guess that's it. We're running out of time now. Uh, We got to get over to the health segment. So, we'll get to that next. And we'll talk about some other stuff later in the week that I can go over. But yeah, we'll be back with the health segment right after this. Okay, let's get to the health portion of the show. See, let's talk some progressive relapsing multiple sclerosis, which is my will be my next stage. And I'm sure we'll progress to within the next few years. At the rate things have been going. Let's see. People who might have. Oh. Progressive relapsing multiple. Sclerosis. Is no longer considered one of the distinct types of MS. People who might have received a diagnosis of PRMS in the past. Are now considered to have. Primary progressive MS with active disease, which is what I was going to say. That's how they classify it now. PPMS is known for symptoms that worsen over time. The disease may be characterized as active or not active. PPMS is considered active if there are new symptoms or changes on an MRI scan. Most common PPMS symptoms lead to changes in, in mobility, and they can, can include changes in gait, stiff arms and legs, heavy legs, inability to walk for long distances, all of which I'm dealing with right now in a big way. So I hope this isn't considering my progression right now. Progressive relapsing multiple sclerosis refers to PPMS with active disease. A small percentage of people with multiple sclerosis have this progressive relapsing version of the disease. Interesting. I don't think we really talked about that before. We always talk about PPMS, not PRMS. Uh... Let's see, at the onset of MS, some people go through fluctuations in symptoms, which, yeah, we know all that stuff. Uh, Relapses in active PPMS are different from from relapses in relapsing remitting, 
multiple sclerosis, people with PPMS experience a gradual procession of symptoms. Symptoms may get a little better, but never completely go away because the symptoms of a relapse never go away in PPMS. A person with PPMS will often have more MS symptoms than someone with RRMS. Some symptoms of PPMS are muscle spasms, weak muscles, decreased bladder function or incontinence, dizziness, chronic pain, vision changes. As the disease progresses, PPMS can cause less common symptoms such as changes in speech, tremors, and hearing loss. Aside from relapses, active PPMS is also marked by a consistent progression of decreased neurological function. Doctors can't predict the exact rate of PPMS progression. In many cases, the progression is a slow but steady process that spans several years. That's basically how it's been going for me. It's like each year, just a little bit more issues to deal with, or the issues are a little bit worse each year. That's just how it's been going for me, how I've been feeling it. PPMS can be difficult to diagnose at first. This is particularly because relapses in PPMS aren't as noticeable as they are in other less severe forms of MS. Some people pass off the relapses as the result of having bad days rather than assume that they're signs of disease exasperations, which I just consider them all just another bad day. It's the way I look at it too. So I am guilty of that. PPMS is diagnosed with the help of lab tests, like blood tests and lumbar puncture, your MRI scan, your neurological exams, person's medical history, de detailing symptomatic changes, and basically all the things that you use for any type of MS diagnosis. You're going to go for with this one also. Your treatment will focus on helping to manage relapses. The only FDA-approved medication at this time, when this was written for PPMS, was Ocrelizumab, Ocrevis, which I tried. But now I'm on Mavenclad, and I'm secondary progressive MS, but... There's currently no cure for MS. Like other forms of the disease, treatments may help slow the progression of PPMS. Treatment can also alleviate symptoms. Uh, PPMS clinical studies, you can try out if you're available to get into them. Most trials study medications to manage symptoms especially if they got a new medication out. It's basically not too much. Just do the basic medications that they have available if you want to do them. Other than that, some doctors will say, okay, you're PPMS, so 
You don't even have to do a DMT anymore if you don't want. Which can be good or bad, depending on how your body takes it. And you could still be dealing with relapses and stuff, and that'd be good to help hold them off as long as possible. So you might as well t- take advantage of what you can to try and keep the relapses off if you're dealing with shit, stuff like that. But yeah, just look into it and see what works best for you. Work with your doctor and your medical group and see what they have to say. See which way they push you. And do it if you agree. If not, tell them you want to try something else. Don't let them push you into stuff that you don't want to do. Let's see. Whole Foods. Plant-based diet. Basically, if you're going to get into a Whole Foods plant-based diet, the Whole Foods plant-based diet emphasizes plant-based foods while minimizing animal products and processed items. Many studies have demonstrated that whole food plant-based diets are effective for weight loss. Well, duh, I mean, if you're eating healthier, you're going to lose weight. And if you're not eating crap and you're eating good, you're going to lose weight all of a sudden if you change up your diet. Uh, they may also help you maintain weight loss in the long run. Again, duh. I mean, it's, yeah, it's common sense. If you eat healthier, work out, and take care of your body, it's going to respond better than if you just lay around, be sluggish, and eat crap. <laughs> uh, following a whole foods plant-based diet may reduce your risk of developing heart disease, certain cancers, cognitive decline, and diabetes. Plant-based diets emphasizing local ingredients are more environmentally friendly than diets that rely heavily on mass-produced animal products and produce. It's common sense. If you can get stuff locally, it's going to probably be better for you. It's going to be riper. It's going to be just pulled off the vine. So the nutrients aren't going to be as dissipated as they are if they're sitting in a semi being hauled to a grocery store and then put on the shelves and sits for a while or sits in the back room for a while. It's just turning to bad sugars instead of you're losing all the good good nutrients from the plants that you could be getting if you got them fresher. Uh, If you want a good whole foods plant-based shopping list, basically fruits like berries, citrus fruits, pears, peaches, Pineapple, bananas, etc. Vegetables like kale, spinach, tomatoes, broccoli, cauliflower, carrots, asparagus, peppers, and so on. Starchy vegetables like potatoes, sweet potatoes, butternut squash, and more. Whole grains like brown rice, rolled oats, farro, quinoa, brown rice pasta, Barley, etc. And they have a lot of great vegetable-based pastas and stuff nowadays. Chickpea-based. All kinds of things. Just got to pay that extra price. But nowadays, the way prices are going, you're paying that price either way, whether you're buying good or bad. 
healthy fats like avocados, olive oil, unsweetened coconut, and more. Legumes like peas, chickpeas, lentils, peanuts, black beans, etc. Seeds like nuts and nut butters, almonds, cashews, macadamia nuts, pumpkin seeds, sunflower seeds, natural peanut butter, tahini, etc. Unsweetened plant-based milks like coconut milk, almond milk, cashew milk, and they have tons more nowadays. Spices, herbs, and seasonings like basil, rosemary, turmeric, curry, black pepper, salt, and there's tons more seasonings. Use your sea salts, your Himalayan sea salt, pink Himalayan sea salt. There's so many different ones nowadays. Condiments like salsa, mustard, nutritional yeast, soy sauce, vape. Vinegar, lemon juice, etc. Plant-based protein like tofu, tempeh, plant-based protein sources or powders with no added sugar or artificial ingredients. Beverages like coffee, tea, sparkling water, etc. Just stay away from the sugary shit. Drink lots of water. That's the main thing. If supplementing your plant-based diet with animal products, choose quality products from grocery stores, or better yet, produce purchase them from local farms like eggs, poultry, beef and pork, seafood, dairy, and you got your pastured or grass-fed varieties, your free-range, your organics, your wild-caught, and... Basically, a healthy WFPB diet should focus on plant foods like vegetables, fruits, whole grains, legumes, nuts, and seeds. If animal products are eaten, they should be eaten in smaller quantities compared to plant foods. When following the the WFPB diet, highly processed foods should be avoided and minimal products and animal products minimized, like avoid foods like fast foods, like french fries, cheeseburgers, hot dogs, chicken nuggets, and all those good nasty things. (laughs) Added sugars and sweets like table sugars, soda juice, pastries, cookies, candy, sweet tea, sugary cereals, etc., Refined grains like white rice, white pasta, white bread, bagels, then your flowers and stuff. Anything white-based is bad, bleached. Usually means white means white sugar. Uh, Packaged and convenience foods like chips, crackers, cereal bars, frozen dinners. Processed vegan-friendly foods like plant-based meats like tofurkey. Faux cheeses, vegan butters, etc. Artificial sweeteners like Equal, Splenda, Sweet and Low. Processed animal products like bacon, lunch meat, sausage, beef jerky, and so on. While healthy foods can be included in the WFPB diet, 
The following products should be minimalized in all plant-based diets. That's beef, pork, sheep, game meats, poultry, eggs, dairy, and seafood. Uh, yeah, they have a sample meal here and stuff, but you can enjoy many different delicious meals when following a whole foods plant-based diet. Just ease your head and listen to your body and see how you feel and how it works out. Whether or not it's going to be good for you. Your body will tell you how it feels. Whether or not stuff is helping out. Uh, some MS resources that could benefit you. They have national and international foundations dedicated to helping you manage your condition. Places like the National Multiple Sclerosis Society, the MS International Federation, Multiple Sclerosis Association of America, the International Progressive MS Alliance, the Multiple Sclerosis Foundation, MS Focus, and the MS Coalition are all great places to check out for some extra information. Information on activism and volunteering can be beneficial if you're able to get out and about and meet people, like-minded individuals. Uh, Real Talk MS is a podcast that you can listen to and get some stuff. Under the Color of MS will has information for you we read over stuff that we get from everybody and let you know our opinions based on it and on our progression with multiple sclerosis uh ms community from healthline healthline has a great ms community page i get emails from them regularly ms navigators are professionals who can provide you with information uh, I do uh, patient advocacy where I help patients figure out things when they're newly diagnosed, trying to get some information about their condition. Uh, clinical trials are out there. You can check out and see if there's any available for you. Pharmaceutical patient assistance programs. There's links for all the different MS treatments like Abagio, Avonex, Betaceron, Capaxone, Jelenia, Gotopa, Lemtrada, Ocrevus, Pledgerity, Rebif, Tecfidera, Tesabri, and more. They all have programs that you can work with financial issues, work with getting your medications, and learning about the medications and getting any tips you may need or extra assistance you may need. There's MS blogs like the MS Connection blog or MS Conversations. Uh, I was always going to do an MS blog. I still haven't got it out there. There's too many, too many things on the fire. Uh, keep notes, write down questions for your doctors or questions for anybody that you want to talk about or any types of things that you want to remember or any issues you've had at certain times, and you can write down what you did at those times to try and figure out why you had those issues. There's phone apps out there you can get 
your hands on like my MS diary and stuff and Healthline's MS buddy app. Basically there's hundreds of organizations have created ways for you and your loved ones to find information and support to make living with MS a little easier. And, and always talk with your friends, family, your doctor, your d- medical staff, your crew, and see if they can help you in any way, shape, or form. You'd be surprised what you can come across. Lots of people like the Walls Diet. I'm not a huge fan because of some of the things, but they do have some recipes that they put out there once in a while. Some of them look interesting. Some are a little scary. Like, I got this. I've been wanting to try rainbow chard. and They got a rainbow chard with bone broth and bacon. That you can try. And you can look these recipes up and find them online. Just put in Wall's Diet and rainbow chard with bone broth and bacon recipe. And I'm sure it'll just pop right up for you. I mean, it... It looks like all right side. The side for a dinner table, but I don't know. I do need more rainbow chard recipe ideas, and that's one way to get it. They have a chicken livered fried rice recipe. Which I could see that being all right. I'm not a huge fan of chicken livers. As long as they're cooked tender, then I can stand them. But if they're hard and knuckly, then no. Uh, Slow cooker spaghetti squash. I mean, you can slow cook it. But honestly, you stick a spaghetti squash in the oven at 350 for roughly 45 minutes to an hour, just go to fork tenderness. I cut my squash in half. I put it in the oven. Drizzle a little olive oil on it. Throw it in the oven. 350. Didn't just watch it from 45 minutes on. And just go for the fork tenderness where it's basically falling apart and looking like spaghetti when you put your fork in there. You can cook it to being done and then add a few things to it. Throw it back in the oven and melt it off. I mean, I, you can make a spaghetti squash or like a spaghetti sauce and some cheese and maybe some turkey meatballs or something or whatever you want. I don't know what you're eating. I mean, it's not going to flow the walls diet. I'm guessing all you can have is spaghetti squash. But, yeah, there's... Yeah, they use melted ghee and nutritional yeast and sea salt and black pepper on their squash. But yeah, I, don't know. I can think of better things to put on it. <laughs> Turkey tacos, they look pretty good. And they like using ghee in a lot of their recipes. It's like their recipe for this one is two tablespoons ghee, a pound of ground turkey, three cups thinly sliced bell peppers, three cups thinly sliced onion, three garlic cloves minced, a tablespoon taco seasoning, a half a cup of chopped fresh cilantro, which some people can stand, some can't like me, hot sauce to taste, eight large lettuce, kale, 
and collard leaves and salsa and guacamole. If you need hot sauce, don't forget Hoppin' Hot Sauce. John Hoppin, he has multiple sclerosis. He makes a, a Meyer lemon-based hot sauce out of California. And it's you can find it on his site or find it on Amazon when it's available. But yeah. So, I don't know. I can think of better ingredients to go in there for me. But, eh. To each their own. And then they get a Wall's fudge, which is just coconut oil. A medium avocado pitted and peeled. A cup of raisins. A half a cup of dried unsweetened coconut. And a teaspoon of unsweetened cocoa powder. Combine all those ingredients in a food processor. Process until smooth and then press it into an 8 by inch glass baking dish. And refrigerate or freeze for 30 minutes to firm up the fudge. And cut it into squares and enjoy. Um, that one I might try. And then you can add a teaspoon of ground cinnamon if you want to make it Mexican chocolate variation. Or you can omit the cocoa powder and make the avocado optional. Add one teaspoon of vanilla extract or a quarter teaspoon of vanilla bean seeds. Swap raisins for golden raisins and you got yourself a white chocolate variation. But Yeah, and see if any of those recipes or recipe ideas interest you and you can check them out. Uh, let's see. Other than that, I think we're good. We can end it there with the health portion. Uh, I suppose we could end it with a see if we got any fun facts to end this show with today. Let's see. You think spaghetti is Italian? Well, People have been eating foods like noodles, spaghetti, and macaroni for 7,000 years. Marco Polo brought the idea of pasta back to Venice from China, where people had been twirling spaghetti for thousands of years. Today, many people have little pet dogs with short legs and long bodies. But few people know why this kind of dog is called a Dachshund. In German, Dachshund means badger dog. Many years ago, these dogs were used by German hunters to help catch animals called badgers, which were wanted for their fur. I'm guessing the dogs were shaped like that so they could crawl through the holes and get the poor badgers. Many, many years ago, a ship sank in the Mediterranean Sea. It wasn't until 1968 that divers found the sunken ship and brought it piece by piece to land. Now scientists have carefully put the pieces together. Again, it's the oldest ship ever recovered from beneath the sea. Scientists believe the ship sank 2,200 years ago. The Grand Canyon is one and a half meters straight down at its deepest part. 
An animal called the shrew will starve to death if it does not eat heartily at least every two hours. Wow. That's just crazy. I'm surprised their shrews last as long as they do because I find I found them in our house. You know that a shrew will climb up a wall. They got sticky pads on their hands and feet. I've seen them climbing up my walls before. <laughs> they come out of the farmer's field and then go climbing up our wall. They start on the curtains or whatever, and then they'll start walking on the wall. And it's like, how the hell do you? Stick to the wall like that. <laughs> All right, let's do a couple more here. The clue was garbage. One night, two men took $125 worth of food from a small store. On the way back to their apartment, they began to eat the food they had just stolen. They left a trail of beer cans and potato chips all the way from the store to their apartment. The police had no trouble following the trail. Then the men were arrested. So you see, crime doesn't pay. And that includes the crime of littering. They probably got charged for all those littering crimes too, added to their sentence. The shortest war took place in 1896. It was fought between Zanzibar and the United Kingdom. It lasted 38 minutes. See, shouldn't, shouldn't all wars be like that? One and done, quick and over with. Not this long, ongoing, on shit, months of mass murders and all that shit. Albert Einstein, the world famous scientist, failed his first college entrance exam. All that idiot. <laughs> there is a lake near Webster, Massachusetts, with the name Lake. Chargo Gago Gag Man Chugga Gog Chugbung Bunagunga Gugmog. Try this again. Chargaga Gog Man Chugga Gog Chabunagun Gamog. Most people call it Lake Webster. I agree. The early English setter, uh, settlers had a delicious surprise at their first Thanksgiving dinner in 1630. The Indians brought them deerskin bags filled with popcorn. And a person begins to shrink in height after the age of about 30 years. Yep, I've gone down in height with my doctor measurements. But yeah, that's it for today, kitties. We'll get back to you with more stuff sometime soon. Be good to yourself. Be good to everybody else. Kick shit out of Monster. Check out Crimson Call Comic Club. Under the Call. Under the Call of MS. Rate, review, tell a friend, subscribe. Give us thumbs up. Send questions, comments. KevinTheDuckPool at gmail.com. And we'll get back to you again soon. Be good. Bye-bye.